Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Dynasty In-Depth. I'm here as always with Ryan. Ryan, how's it going? Doing well, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, Not this weekend, the weekend before was the draft, which we were so very much looking forward to, and it went off without a hitch. It was amazing. Shocked. Just completely shocked. I thought there'd be technology issues everywhere. I really didn't notice any. No, no, it was like Did watching you? the no, it was like watching the draft as we normally would. Like it, the only difference yeah. was the players weren't going up on the stage. Yeah, probably cost the NFL a lot of money to do it this way because it was all charity based. But I really enjoyed watching the players with their families and even like the coaches and the GMs with their families. I thought that was kind of unique, and you, you normally don't get to see any of that. So yeah, I it was pretty cool. And they were showing cool. some of the uh, some of the college coaches and. Yeah, it was amazing. Oh, yeah. That was really cool. It was amazing how many uh, how many cameras they had to send out. Right. And they said they sent uh, hat all thirty two team hats to all the players. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you think they sent them all to Burrow? He ha- he showed a picture of it. Yeah, they sent them all to him. Oh, that's cool, actually. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with the rest of them, but I got all thirty two. That's pretty funny. As far yeah, as a lot of the GM said, that was the the most time they long time with their families yeah as far as the uh draft in uh uh dynasty terms i think it was man it was great yeah led by the running backs right yeah everyone went uh, where we hoped for like hoped and dreamed all the top five running backs yeah exactly what we'd hoped for there were we went through the numbers we were talking the other day Day one and two picks, there was five quarterbacks, nine running backs, 17 wide receivers, and five tight ends. So you're going to be getting a lot of value the whole way down through the draft. Yeah, you're going to be in the late second before you get to day three and you're for the real NFL draft. Yeah, yeah. So all those people that were – I mean, and just I was thinking this morning, if and buts, but if ETN and Najee Harris, man, uh-huh. I would – this would have been a really crazy draft, but we're 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 very happy with how things turned out. Clyde Edwards-Alaire first round, all the other big four running backs in the second round, all in solid landing spots. Um, I don't think there's anything to complain about. I guess maybe uh, C.D. Lamb landing spot, not great, but he's he's still a stud. Yeah, you know, I know we'll break down the wide receivers and, and our rankings and different mm-hmm. stuff like that later. But the more I thought about the landing spot, the more I was, I felt pretty good about it just because he's he's now tied to Dak. We don't really know how they're going to split up the offense, but, you know, uh, Cooper, Cooper and Lamb in today's NFL could, I mean, he could easily, he could easily get over 100 targets by year two. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, being uh, the Dak connection's nice. Young quarter did, but Dak hasn't. He hasn't. Has he? Did he sign a long term deal yet? No. No, I think he's on the franchise or transition tag. We expect him to, but it's the Cowboys, so who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, they've already wasted their money on Zeke. They should have just saved it for Dak. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But it wasn't that that we've seen that in the last few years where two wide receivers or end up being wide receiver ones with Thielen and Diggs and Juju and AB and, and Mike Evans and Godwin. Like maybe this is just the new age of that. Yeah. Yeah. And we know Cooper disappears at times yep. and had also has had uh, health injuries uh, during his time in the NFL. I don't know how 
has he played full 16 games just one or two of his years yeah probably and i heard something today that um and i'm not really a big believer in this is really long-term stuff but uh I heard that Cooper, after year two in his deal, so after the 2021 season, has has like a huge out where they owe him like four million dollars in dead cap. So really, it's like a it's a big two year deal that could be a five year deal. Yeah. Um. So you know, there's a lot of possibilities there, but I like him tied to Dak. Um. We'll break down the wide receivers, I'm sure, in way more detail with rankings and mock drafts and stuff like that. But yeah, who were your um? I was I wanted to. I know this is a dynasty show, but like just overall drafts, like who who did you walk away saying like that's that was one of my favorite drafts or these teams nailed it? Huh. Well, I I was actually fairly happy with my Bills draft considering they didn't have a first round pick. Uh, I don't know if nailed it be the right right word. To well, use, I mean, if, if you put but... through digs in the if you throw a dig right yeah yeah if he's if you count him as their first round pick i think they had a good i like the aj espin however you say yeah yeah yeah, i thought that was a good value pick uh i like the bucks pit draft they you know they're kind of going all in and got a lot of players that they needed uh obviously hated the packers draft yes it was i mean really uh, i i don't I, i mean i've been following the draft for probably 16 years i i honestly had to rack my brain if i if i ever remembered a draft i hated more than that one not just to but to move up in the first so a first and a fourth essentially for a quarterback that most people didn't even love when you have rogers for a few more years and then in the second that really one-dimensional runner in aj Dillon. yeah and then one of the deepest wide receiver drafts and hit in recent memory and they don't take any no yeah exactly yeah aj but i i do love aj dylan i was looking at uh uh we might go into some of the rookie adp but being able to get a running a second round running back in the late second early third round in rookie drafts i mean he has you have to do it 10 touchdown or double digit touchdown upside right and look and look at lafleur how he runs it often so backwards constantly trying to get jamal williams on the field instead of Aaron Jones. And we knew Aaron Jones was going to regress huge in touchdowns from 19. Right. But LaFleur is one of these weird guys that could certainly, I mean, he refused to feed Derrick Henry. He doesn't want to feed Aaron Jones the, the bulk of the work. He's just, I, I think he's one of the more overrated play callers, but he's also a guy that just often wants to put some guys in there that you really wouldn't think you'd want to deploy. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, agree, I agree. There's so much value at the end of the second. You have to take him. Yeah, it's crazy. And he's going to be their goal line back, right? I mean, you know, if draft you some... said, if, I, if you closed your eyes and I said, the NFL draft just happened, you don't know what players were taken where, and the Green Bay Packers took a running back at the end of the second, you would think, where would he go in a rookie draft? Without oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be top, top five. Yeah, easy. Yeah, you, you, you'd blow your lid over it. <laughs> and now we're like, I don't know, like maybe third round. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, who did you think had a? What teams had good drafts overall? Yeah, loved loved what the Bucks did. Um, I loved what the Ravens did. I, yeah. I think that they're they're just killing it with Patrick Queen and Do- I love the Dobbins. Lamar Jackson and Dobbins should be so fun together. Duvernay um, in the third. Yeah, and then even shot for Prochet late, and they just in the meantime we're just building out the trenches on the offensive and def- defensive line. Really like what the Cowboys did, especially in the first two rounds. Lamb just a huge value pick at nineteen or whatever they picked, and yeah. the idea of having Cooper Lamb 
Gallup. I don't know, man. There's no better wide receiver group in the NFL. And Zeke out just, of the backfield. Zeke out of the backfield. And then I really love what the Dolphins. The Dolphins are just uh, – I keep expecting them to screw it up, but they can't. They stayed true. Got to a – then they went an offensive tackle, a cornerback, an yeah. offensive tackle, a defensive tackle, a safety, a guard, a defensive end. I mean, just trenches and important positions. They've got two 2021 firsts and two 2020, 2021 seconds. And then they um, grabbed Brito with a fifth round pick, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And did you hear what he said after the draft? He said, "If if we block it right up front, it doesn't matter who's our running back. Yeah, Breida and Howard are going to be as good as anyone else." And he's not wrong. No, no. We, we'd like to see someone there, but uh, little. Were you surprised at all by Swift to Detroit? Um, you know, the capital wise, you have to be happy about early second and being the second running back off the board. You know, at first I was like, oh, that's kind of muddy. You know, Bevel doesn't love to throw the ball to the running backs. As an offensive coordinator, you've got Carrion Johnson there. But then I started to think a little bit more, and I was like, well, what is Carrion Johnson right now? He's two years in the league, two years on IR. Yeah. DeAndre Swift is light years ahead of him as both a runner and a pass catcher. I like their offensive line. I, I like Stafford and the rest of the offense. So I don't think it's horrible. I would say I liked – Obviously, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, obviously, Jonathan Taylor and Dobbins more. So that's RB4 as far as, like, fit and where he went. Yeah, um, I agree. What about uh, – I like the, uh, Tampa. I like – I don't know how I feel about the player. We talked about, you know, taking a 23-year-old rookie running back in your drafts, but I like the value that Tampa got. Like, there's no reason you should be taking a running back before the third round just from an NFL value standpoint. Absolutely. So, you know, we talked about when we broke down the running backs and what, what our inputs are. Landing spot and draft capital for both of us were at the top. Yeah. So you've got Ke- Keyshawn Vaughn has, I would say, a best case scenario draft capital. I didn't expect him to go before uh, the third round. No. So he got the draft capital we really wanted him to get, not maybe what we expected, but what we wanted. And then on top of that, he goes to Tampa Bay with no competition. Uh Tristan Wirfs now at left tackle, Tom Brady, Gronk, yeah. Mike Evans, Godwin, T- Tyler Johnson. I don't know. Wheels up. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that'll be a fun offense. To... Hopefully it's not like a dream team scenario where it just falls apart, you know, like Eagles 10 years ago or whatever yeah. with Vic. But yeah, I, re- I really liked I really liked their draft. Uh, I also wanted to mention how much I hated the Raiders draft. Oh, yeah. Um, taking You get two first rounders. You take rugs who I, I don't know, man, it's just not for me. I thought that Judy and lamb slam dunk picks ahead of him, even, even regular mm-hmm. Jefferson. Um, then they take Arnett at 19. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. And then, and then like, then you go back. Like I thought Edwards in the third round was their best pick, but then Bowden like one spot before him. I, it was just confusing to me. I don't know what they're doing. I don't think they um, know either. doesn't yeah. seem like it, but did you see how like just the Gruden family, yeah. <laughs> Did you see them catching the Gruden family? They just look like, I don't know, like the most out of touch people in the world. High five in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, also didn't like, and I, I wanted to get your take on this. Also didn't like what the Rams did. Um, they had picked like 53 and 57. They've got all these needs on the offensive line. We watched Goff play horrible under a terrible offensive line. Um, they just moved up and spent. So in last year's draft, they, they used two thirds to take Darrell Henderson out of Memphis. And so I like cam Akers the player a lot but to take him at 53 
and then four picks later Van, take Jefferson. Van Jefferson yeah when I think better wide receivers were on the board he's a 24 year old slot guy I don't know it just it seemed like an offensive tackle I know Vikings picked up Ezra Cleveland right after that and it just doesn't seem like what they need at all. and It's just confusing to me. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. The Van Jefferson pick was very confusing. But, I mean, I guess uh, Cam's used to running behind a terrible offensive line, so maybe they just thought – maybe they watched the film and said, wow, he played behind a terrible line. We'll just grab him and throw him behind another terrible line. I don't know. I was thrilled to see him get second-round capital, though, because I know we, when we talked during the – pre-draft process it was the nfl didn't seem to like cam Akers as much as we did yeah then to see him go ahead of dobbins and just to see all those guys go to good pretty good spots and in the second round at least the second round is just amazing yeah yeah it was great we couldn't ask for anything <laughs> anything more and like like you said we'll, we'll go through our uh post-draft rookie rankings we just wanted to get initial initial reactions talk about the draft in general and how great it is for it's not going to be as cheap to be buying uh, those rookie picks on draft day, but you might get more value for them if you're looking for some veterans. For sure. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, but then again, you might want to sit on that late second rounder to get Brian Edwards or LaVisca Chenault or A.J. Dillon, like we talked about, like second round running back with second round draft value on a good offense. Yeah. I mean, even guys like I'm not a huge Zach Moss fan, but day two capital at the bills who are a yeah. good running team. I mean, he's going to go, where's he going to go in a rookie draft? 20, 22. Uh, I mean, DLF it's ADP so... had him, has him cause they have their may ADP out. And he went 18 was his average draft spot. Okay. I mean, yeah. Sense. Where did Edwards go? Brian Edwards. Uh, 17. Oh, wow. I, I, I would imagine, I don't know who's doing those mock drafts, but I, I wonder if the DLF crowd's a lot higher on Edwards than like your home your home league isn't going to be as high on him. I bet. Yeah, because the the Devi people they were really high on it. I mean, anyone that yeah. followed his career and his sub eighteen year old breakout was high on him, and he got third round capital and a spot. You know, he might be the wide receiver one spot yeah, we, we wish uh judy or lamb would have went to yeah Pittman Pittman is before him at 16 which was another interesting i think it was a good indy had a good draft yeah i was i was surprised to see Pittman go that high but i, I you know wasn't against it um mims was like the big faller for the wide receivers i thought yeah um yeah it was it's interesting, but even Mims, like even Mims, wind up with Jets. You have to like that spot. I mean, even if we don't like Gacy, you have to like Darnold, and you have to like the fact that he's going to be competing with Jamison Crowder and Bashard Perriman. I mean, and Chris Herndon. Yeah, and maybe. Chris Herndon. Maybe we'll <laughs> for for a couple games. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to you want to just uh, as a fun exercise, just kind of as an overview you want to kind of run through the seven rounds and, and from a, just as a dynasty perspective, tell me your favorite pick or picks from, from those rounds. Uh, you want to start in the first? Yeah. Yeah. You want me to go first or you want to go? Uh, you can go first. All right. And the first I really liked, um, I thought NFL and dynasty. I, I liked, especially the more I thought of it, I liked lamb Rager and Jefferson. I thought all three of those, Great capital for Rager and Jefferson. Um, 
and I like the landing spots for all of them, but you have to go Clyde Edwards alert here. I mean, the first running back off the board sneaks into the first round, which historically has been a, a huge producer for call or for fantasy football. Um, I want to say like Sony Michelle and Rashad Penny are the only running backs in the last bunch of years that haven't had thousand yard seasons out of the first round. Um, yeah. And then you hear, and then you hear Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes gush about how that was the guy Mahomes wanted, and all this talk about you know Westbrook and you know a lot. I mean, obviously that's that's a lot of uh, you know hyperbole, but you know it's to go and get your guy. Andy Reid's always seemed to be scheming up something pretty good for those types of backs. Um, you'd have to love that pick for as far as best case scenario draft capital and landing spot for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, yeah, we didn't expect Kansas City to take a running back. And if they did, maybe third round at the earliest to to take him there was a bit of a surprise, especially with the, some of the defensive players on the board. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. When uh, you're the, the face of the franchise, you ask him what, what he wants and he tells you, and you go and get it, that's uh, – got to be a vote of confidence for that player so you're gonna you want to talk about the actual nfl draft round not rookie adp draft round oh no i was thinking just yeah rounds one through seven of the actual NFL. i was draft. a little confused by the auk first round to the 49ers uh, yeah i don't know that that seemed really early for me i know they and like sh- yeah uh that type of player that you can move all over the formation and kind of do lots of different things with, but I I don't know. Did they move up for him too? I think, let me check. I can't remember. They were moving around a little bit. They moved yeah. back for when the worst thing happened. Yeah. It looks like they swapped with Minnesota. Um, yeah. They do like that kind of utility you know, punt returner, kick returner, you know, Debo Samuel fits that mold, kind of a tough receiver. I did think it was a little early, but, you know, I don't know. Like, I like Pittman, but he he went, like, seven spots later. So it's like, you know, there was just wide receivers were flying off the board. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Higgins. Uh, so, yeah, I think, to me, I, you know, I, I liked him before the draft, but Jalen Rager – yeah. First round capital, wide open, target volume. Alshon Jeffrey's still hurt. I don't think he's he's not healed yet. So he's competing against two tight ends. They'll be able to move him all over the formation and do a lot of things with it. Uh and he he plays special teams too. Like I don't know. I think that that was a as bad as the uh they drafted last year. Oh, JJ Arcega-Whiteside. Yeah, as, as bad as Arcega-Whiteside pick was, this was a really good pick. I And I know a lot of people were questioning why they didn't take Justin Jefferson, though. Uh, and now... I think it's I think it's fair, but, you know, I, I kind of had those guys in the same... I, I had those guys right next to each other. Totally different players. Yeah, I mean, Jefferson, yeah. great. I mean, he could run any route. Um, Rager, just a raw athleticism. Jefferson played ninety percent of his, uh, his snaps in the the slot last year, I believe they said, yep. which is kind of Thielen's spot. So I don't know which one they move yep. outside. Maybe they're going to run an Arizona Cardinals uh, double slot. Uh, <laughs> well, they don't have enough receivers. Who else is going <laughs> to? They're going to somehow put two tight ends and two uh, two receivers out there and run them all from like 
That's probably illegal. <laughs> you're going to put your tight ends on the outside and then your receivers yep. in the slot. It's not surprising. So, yeah, uh, for the second round then, hmm, I guess, man, I really like the uh, – I really like the the Dobbins pick that Baltimore at fifty five. I think that really fits in well with their offense, uh, especially after Cam Akers was gone. Uh, I think Ingram that this is his last year last year on the contract, and he's like thirty one. Yeah, I he's mean. thirty, and this offense has so much touchdown upside too. And he'll be he can catch passes, he can run. Uh, man, when they get down to the goal line with. They have so many weapons now. They're yeah, getting I mean, hard to stop. A good offensive line, Jackson with the legs, Dobbins, Mark Andrews. Um, Duvernay's going to be like a nice little utility player for them. Yeah. Marquise Brown stretching the field. Um, yeah, no, he's got two years left on his deal, but I mean, there's really no – after this year, there's really no dead cap hit on it. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I love Dobbins. Uh, I think it's a perfect talent fit. Uh, Dobbins can do it all. He does it all really well. He's tough. Um, I also really liked Indianapolis moving up to get Taylor. Yeah. You know, I, you don't, we don't know what the long-term quarterback situation is going to be there, but at least good offensive line, um, seems to be an organization moving in the right direction. So I like that too, but I would say Dobbins is like the perfect, you know, fit there. And I, and I really like that. Yeah. I mean, as far as, uh, uh, talent wise, you know, we, we, we loved uh, Jonathan Taylor and, like you said, that offensive line. Uh, a veteran quarterback in Phillip Rivers back there checking checking in and out. Uh, they said it's going to be a one-two punch with uh, Marlon Mack, but like you said, last year on his contract, he was a fourth-round pick. Yeah. didn't Hasn't really stayed especially healthy his career, and even though Jonathan Taylor has a lot of carries. Yeah. Uh, he has been healthy his his entire career. How about T. Higgins going to Cincy with the first pick? Yeah, the second round. I love just the automatic easy like that's D. A. J. Green replacement. I'm like, well, that's not that easy. You can't just say that. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. A. J. Green is really really good. Um, and then of course I love the hyperbole and all the stories. It's like, oh well, T. Higgins and Joe Burrow are working out in California, catching throwing passes, and you know, and it's like. That's cool. I mean, I think it's a great spot for T. Higgins, uh, both draft capital and landing spot. I mean, Higgins and Boyd, they didn't pick up John Ross's fifth-year option. So yeah, Higgins and Boyd could be a nice little one-two. I think it hurts Boyd a lot, but, you know. His game's Boyd, in the slot. Probably didn't. Yeah, and we didn't. I don't think anyone thought of him anymore as like a mid-wide receiver two anyways. No, no. Well, what do you think about Hamler in the second round of Denver? I don't know. I it just talk about like, it just felt like copycat league stuff. Denver trying to say, I don't know, we got to score with Kansas city. So we need the fast guy and we need the, I don't know, but I yeah. mean, from, from a talent configuration standpoint, I wanted rugs in the first round to get a Denver. Cause the writing was on the wall that they were going to take a wide receiver. And, and I thought that would help them, you know, but Sutton, Judy, Hamler stretching the field, Noah Fant, 15 running backs that they have. Yeah. If Drew Locke can't succeed with this group, they're going to know really fast that they don't have the quarterback of the future there. Right, right, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I love as Penn State fan, love KJ Hamler the player. I don't want him on my dynasty team. Not I, in the second round, especially uh, of the NFL draft. That seemed early. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, 
for a fa- from a fantasy standpoint, I just I don't ever see him as a high volume player. I think he he can play special teams and he's gonna have the there'll be a couple couple weeks where he just blows up like three catches for a buck fifty and a touchdown or something like that. But you can't. I'd be surprised to see volume. He's not a big dude either. I mean, he's no. what, like a buck seventy five, buck eighty or something. Yeah, he's like five nine, one eighty. Save him for your best ball leagues. Yeah, yeah. And how about uh, your Pittsburgh Steelers selecting Chase Claypool? I can see the head shaking and the uh, brow furrowing. Yeah, I mean, I, I really haven't, I really haven't been super happy with their drafts the last few years, and I thought this draft was it definitely. If it wasn't for um, uh, Minka Fitzgerald, or sorry, Minka Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick as, yeah. the, as the first round pick. Um, I don't know, man. I, I didn't like their draft very much. I don't know much about the third round guy from Charlotte, but no, I'm not, not a Chase Claypool fan. Uh, I'm not sure really. I don't know. I know Ben Love, but I, wait, do you still have that um, ADP up? Where's Chase Claypool going? Late 20s? Uh, I mean, he's, just, he's a big – I'm just – the red flag of, for me is – He's a huge, super athletic receiver. They came from a school with other receivers that we don't know about. Yeah. And yet he was a senior without a break. Like with, with I'm sorry, with barely a breakout. He broke out as a senior. Yeah, I don't know. He's at 24 ADP, 24 right before KJ Hamler and after Darren Darren Evans. So yeah, yeah, I mean that makes sense. I'd rather t- I'd t- rather take a run on him than KJ Hamler if those were my options. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I agree. So then we're into the third round. Who'd you like in the third round? Third round, I liked a few guys. So I've got a first shout out Antonio Gibson with the second pick in the third round. Um, I know you and I were talking about him in the running back rankings way long ago in that show, yeah. and we kind of just said like if he could surprise with some draft capital. Yeah, he's kind of a black box prospect, not from athletically, but like he just doesn't have the career touches to kind of let us know what the heck he is. Was I mean, seventeen carries last year? Uh huh. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, he touched the ball like thirty. I'm gonna pull it on now, but he touched the ball like thirty some times, and had like I don't know a thousand yards or something like that. It was crazy. Here we go. He touched the ball. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He touched the ball thirty three rushes for 369 yards so 11 yards a carry and then 38 receptions for 735 yards so he had 1100 yards on like 70 touches yeah you like you like the capital i don't know if i trust uh redskins to be creative with him yeah um yeah i don't know either it was more so just like floored that he got the that capital now yeah. that'll probably push him up higher than i'm gonna end up drafting him which stinks but I was kind of hoping he'd be like that, you know, third rounder yeah. that you could sneak in because he got like fourth or fifth round. But now I was I was happy to see him get that. But you have to like, like we said, we have to like Vaughn here in Tampa Bay. Um, but he's the sixth running back off the board. Yeah. Um, have to love that fit for him, especially with, you know, the 12th pick in the third round. That's still relatively early. That's se- number 76 overall. And then again, I'll talk about it. But I, I, I know Brian Edwards was the third wide receiver, depending on what we think Lynn Bowden's going to be. But right. He, I still like that pick. I thought that should have been the first wide receiver they took in the draft, as in like don't take any till the third round. But um, 
I think he, I honestly believe that he could be like, as far as fantasy points, I think he could be the wide receiver one on that team come 2021. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And he will, and I'm hoping he'll be a guy that I'll end up being able to get at the end of the second, because your home league maybe versus the Debbie guys will, will say like, oh, he was the third guy drafted on his team. Like, well, you know, why would I draft him in the second, late second round? Yeah. I mean, really his ADP at 17's what the middle of the second. So it's not. Yeah. Uh, but Keyshawn Vaughn at uh, ADP ten. Oof, that's yeah. rich though. Yeah, that's not. I'm guessing that's non superflex. Non superflex, correct. Okay. But I mean, who do you want? Do I think the the point for me would be because after him's Henry Ruggs, which I'm not interested in. Joe Burrow, Vaughn. which I'm not taking a non superflex. Nope. T Higgins. Mims, Ayuk, Pittman. I mean, I, I see why he's at 10. When Give you me start, Vaughn. Yeah, when you start going through those players, the uh, the upside. But like you, like we talked about, great fit, great dra- good good enough draft capital. But you don't love taking a 23, 23-year-old rookie running back. But it, it's also not – he's not older because he was like – injured a bunch in college or wasn't successful. He transferred because Lovey Smith wouldn't use him at Illinois. And then he, his first year at Vanderbilt, which plays in the SEC, but doesn't have a offensive line like the rest of the SEC. He had what, like almost seven yards of carry. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It was, I mean, like you said, it's SEC football, but you're Vanderbilt. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he had 7.9 yards of carry on 1,244 rushing yards. It's insane. And then he got he got 28 balls his senior year and still had a 5.2 yards per carry, which, man, that's even sounds good in the SEC when you're Vanderbilt. Yeah, yeah. So the 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 talent's definitely there. The size is there to be a every down back. So you got to chase some running backs. Hopefully, we see this influx of good running backs again in the NFL, and it because it's felt like this last year in dynasty and even seasonal leagues. If you didn't have one of the top three or four running backs, it was impossible to win win yeah. any weeks. So hopefully, some and then like because RB twelve through twenty four was essentially useless. Like yep. you're taking a shot for maybe sixty yards. Hopefully, you get a touchdown, something like that. Or it was like every other week, different guys were popping, and it yeah. was just yeah, it's just hard. You're constantly chasing it. Hopefully this this draft changes that a little bit. Uh, I also we talked a little bit, but I really like Devin Duvernay, uh, third round to the Ravens. I think he could. I think he 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 can be used all over the formation. Didn't really have a break. I don't like his talent profile, but I like the athlete and the uh, the offense that he went to. And where he's going in rookie ADP, let's see here. It's it's pretty late. And he his senior year, he did kill it. I mean. Yeah, he's going 32. So pick 32. Yeah. So end of who's, the... Who's, who's, in, who's the pick in front and behind him? Just wondering for... Tyler Johnson is in, ahead of him and Cole Komet's behind him. That's crazy. I'm... Definitely taking him over Tyler Johnson. Yeah. And um, don't get me started on tight ends. Yeah, yeah. And then – Especially in this class. Antonio Gandy-Golden's around there. Joshua Not Kelly, Van Jefferson. Yeah. So yeah, – I mean, who the receivers on that team, I mean, you've got Marquise Brown, which I'm not sure is ever going to be, you know, uh, 120 
25 target guy. Um, right. That, that would surprise me. Um, and then you've got Willie Sneed, which is, uh, you know, one step out the door. Miles, Miles Boykin, who, who is pop at all. Chase Claypool of the previous yeah, year. Every team in the division has to have a super athletic, unproductive Notre Dame receiver. <laughs> so but, that, I mean, Mark Andrews is their wide receiver one. So yeah, uh, not that. Uh, in you know, we'll see if uh, Lamar takes the next step. But I like that dart throw late, and then taken right after him was Darrington Evans, who we haven't talked, yeah. haven't said anything about. But uh, Derrick Henry hasn't. He's on. Uh, he has. He's on the tag. Hasn't signed a. Hasn't signed his contract contract yet. Even then, you think they can. You can get them both on the field. They're very different players. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have to see. I know. You know. I'm not sure really what their offensive strategy. I know Lafleur wasn't huge on using Dion Lewis all the time, and then he'd get injured. But you you want to think that if Darrington Evans is if he can hold up. He's definitely going to have some passing game work and probably could expand from there. Super athletic guy. Yeah. Still 21 years old. I mean, nice little profile. You throw the app state in there just to, just to confuse you a little bit and make you feel <laughs> bad about taking him too early. Yeah. But good draft cap. But uh, I think the Titans are a good landing spot. Uh, we don't know what Derrick Henry's future holds. I, I read they were trying to get a long-term deal before July 15th deadline, but who knows? Um, with all these other crazy deals going on, like Christian McCaffrey, I, yeah, who knows? He said he wants that that big money too. So, yeah, yeah that's kind of scary. It's a little bit of insurance policy either way. Nice third round, third round pick. Yep. So moving on, the fourth round. There's some. Uh, I guess for me, I really liked some of the running backs. Uh, Anthony McFarland to the Steelers. I think we had Joshua Kelly to to L.A. Uh, Chargers. Yep. And then DJ Dallas to Seattle in the fourth round. Is there another player I'm missing? Um, I think he had LaMichael Pirine went to the Jets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's definitely some running backs there I wouldn't mind taking a shot on in the third round of rookie drafts. If you had to take a shot on one, who would it be? I would be chasing the upside, and I'd go Anthony McFarland. I think I would, too, just because of they're, they're sending clear signals that James Conner is not long-term for yeah. that team. Um, he just unfortunately can't stay healthy. Benny Snell is literally, he's the definition of a Jag. Yep. Um, and that, and I don't know, I, I, we, we tend to like Jalen Samuels profile, but it just hasn't really seemed to, to work. Um, so it seems like the opportunity, especially past 2020 is wide open. McFarland. He's so athletic. Yep. Yeah. Definitely an interesting guy. Second year in a row, they've taken a running back in the fourth round. Very different players, though. Yeah. Still, I was still mad about the Benny Snell pick. <laughs> <laughs> but I had I had McFarland as, I thought, the most interesting dynasty player just because of, you know, past 2020. I mean, if he was the starter for the Steelers in 2021, it would certainly not shock you, right? No, no. No, I mean he's five eight. He has a 80th percentile BMI, so he's he's thick enough. He's uh yeah unique four four forty four 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 forty, uh time. Did he was he injured his freshman year? I think so. Okay. So and then he he had a thousand yards his sophomore year, and then kind of a 
bit of a bummer of a senior or junior year. Yeah, I think he ended up splitting time. I forget the other running back in Maryland. Leak, leak, yeah, something leak, yeah. maybe. And I think he ended up splitting time with him. Yeah. What about the fifth round? Who do you like? In the, who did you like dynasty wise for the fifth round? Uh, fifth round. It wasn't a great round, I thought. <laughs> no, really, just Tyler Johnson. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, we we expected him based on the Shrine Bowl situation and then the non-senior bowl invite and not athletically testing at all. His stock was on the plummet more than any player in the draft, I would say. Yeah. Um, so for him to land in the fifth round, I don't think, especially, you know, mid-fifth round, that's not the worst-case scenario. And I could see him, you know, I could see him end up being the slot receiver. Well, I guess the number three receiver, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, uh, Quintez Cephas is an interesting name. I don't know if I really want that type of player on my dynasty team after issues. Yeah, he's a a jerk. Issues he had in college, but there was, man, multiple. uh, I think uh, Jeff Okuda, he said, and then there was a couple other players said that that he was the best wide receiver they had to to cover in college. So that's, that's the number three overall pick saying you were the best wide receiver he had to cover. That's yeah. that's definitely saying something. Uh, uh, interesting, I guess. Me, I don't know. Would you be interested in Isaiah Colder, Rhode Island? No, no, you're not even with uh, that depth chart and his athleticism. Honestly, you know, I mean, if if he was the last pick in the rookie draft, and I didn't like anyone else, but uh, day three small school wide receivers, that's not. <laughs> you know, it's just you know how I feel. It's just, yeah. if I miss out on that guy and he beats me in the championship with some, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll live with that. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't have an early breakout. It wasn't like he came in and dominated at Rhode Island as, as a freshman or even a sophomore. Yeah. It's kind of frightening. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if, if Bill O'Brien likes him, it's gotta be a good guy. Yeah. <laughs> what about, now, you know, Around his his zone in the rookie draft is usually where I'm finally eyeing up a tight end. Over him or Darnell Mooney? Yeah, probably. Tulane? Yikes. He doesn't have a – well, Isaiah Coulter does not have a breakout age. No. For, for, for Rhode Island. No. No, that's, that's scary. Well, he broke out no, – here it is. He broke out as in 2019, but they don't have his age in here. That's probably why he doesn't have a breakout age. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he didn't break out to a senior. Darnell uh, Mooney has a 18.9 year old breakout age. That's pretty solid. I actually I, don't know anything about Darnell Mooney. I don't. I don't know anything about him either. But uh, he did it. He only had 267 receiving yards according to Player Profile. That's great. His breakout year. Yeah, I don't know. I'm <laughs> with you. What? <laughs> he must have I? had them all in one game. <laughs> and they just counted it as a breakout game. I guess. Yeah. You know. It's, uh, I know we talked about how we like to construct our teams, but for me, I really like to have my seven or eight wide receivers that I feel really, really good about that. They could all be, you know, in that up to wide receiver three range. And then I like to literally just have 20 running backs. And I would rather just, at this point, I would rather just take all the Joshua Kelly's and all of the LaMichael Pirines and all of the Eno Benjamins and just yeah. give me all the running backs instead of the day three wide receivers. That's just kind of how I build it. There wasn't a, except for Eno in the seventh, there wasn't really many running backs taken after the fourth round. Yeah. Yeah. They all went in the second. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. What about round six? Who did you like? I mean, geez, round <laughs> six. Uh, I was surprised to see Donovan people Jones go that late. Yeah, me too. I mean, but I'm not interested on the Browns, not even on my taxi squad. I, that's a, that capital. And that's a tough, tough hill to climb. Yeah, I agree. I probably wouldn't be taking any of these guys. I was surprised to see him go so late. And if one of these guys hits, you know, I guess it could be him with at least a great athletic background, played at Michigan, you know, at least he broke out. Yeah. But I, I also thought, and I don't I don't think this probably will never happen, and again, day three, small school guy, but Quez Watkins was an interesting talent configuration for I mean, the, the Eagles just, they just went speed, man. Yeah. They just they were just like, we're going to give Carson as much speed as he can handle for the seven games he plays. And just then Jalen hurts can just throw to all these dudes. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, I like the, I like Isaiah Hodgins to my, to my Buffalo bills. And I think that was a good, good value pick for them and some uh, additional wide receiver depth. Uh, their wide receivers, you know, with Diggs is, six foot but they also have cole beasley and john brown so they finally have a receiver over six foot you know six foot four stings. yeah what do you you think from you think in two years from the hodgins no i don't <laughs> well let's hope it's still allen and Diggs. yeah i mean uh i i don't know i i hope they would if they decide to move on from uh josh allen they draft an actual quarterback yeah, I like I mean, Fromm from, as a backup. Fromm was a yeah. good late pick for them. Just, you know, I mean, just to protect Allen a little bit. He's a guy that could come in and bot start for you. I yeah. was kind of surprised. I, I know the page. I know the reason he fell at Daniel Jeremiah and those guys were providing some pretty good insight of the draft, saying the reason he fell was because the draft is all about what you think you can do and think about your ceilings and all those things. And it, I think every team just felt like we know who Jake Fromm is. Yeah. And that's his ceiling. So I think this is probably a round that made sense for him. You know, I kept thinking I'm so surprised that the Patriots haven't jumped in and, you know, take another boring day three guy with, like, no crazy skills. But, yeah, no, I thought it was good. Yeah, and then in seven, it's just Eno. It's got to be Eno, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great spot. I mean, the worst draft capital you can get besides being a – well – the only draft capital. Did you see the Saints move back into the seventh round to take Tommy Stevens? Ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, and did you see what he's uh, what Sean Payton said? He said we weren't we weren't not going to leave this draft without Tommy Stevens. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, of all, like you know, I don't know. Good on Tommy Stevens, but the dude. I mean, he got stuck. Uh, I shouldn't say stuck. Trace McSorley was a good college quarterback. Um, but he's not a great quarterback by any stretch, but no. he's a good college quarterback. And college is so different. It's the same reason why people say, oh, Joe Burrow couldn't start at Ohio State. It is almost impossible to dethrone guys like, you know, Ohio State had three-year starter and Braxton Miller or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to dethrone him. That's how college works. Like, they're, they're a good fit for the system. They might not be a great quarterback. But I love the fact that they now have, like, they now they paid Taysom Hill like ten times too much money. They bring in Jameis for like no money, and then and then they they're not going to leave the draft 
talked about Tommy Stevens. I just I found that fascinating. Well, Tommy Stevens is Taysom Hill backup. So you have Drew uh, yeah, Brees right? and then Taysom Hill and then Taysom Hill's backup and Jameis is Drew's, Drew Brees' backup. There are a few people in the NFL that are stealing more money for their team than Taysom Hill. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. How does Mariota get two years, 18 million with seven and a half guaranteed and Jameis gets one year, 1.1 1. 1 million? <laughs> that's crazy. How is that just Raiders? Is that just Raiders being Raiders? Or? Uh, I think it was the timing too. Uh, yeah. You know, because you, you still have Cam out there. Uh, Dalton just got uh, Dalton just got picked up. Did you see what contract he got with the Cowboys? Like one, one year for seven million or something like that. So seven times with Jameis. It's just yeah. I think it's just a weird time right now. You can't bring players in and interview and normal physicals. So getting back to Eno Benjamin, why why did he fall to the seventh round? Do you have any any idea? No, I don't. I don't either. I don't know if something came up on the the injury, like the the medical that we didn't know about, or maybe it's like you talked about the ce- stealing, the the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, Eno Benjamin's ceiling isn't that high. It definitely isn't. It's good value. Great value. I mean, I still like Chase Edmonds, but I, I think you, we don't know what Drake long term. I know they're working on long term contract for Drake, which is insane to me that Steve Kahn <laughs> would sign DJ get screwed by it well I mean Bill O'Brien bailed him out but he gets screwed by that deal and then he picks up another like gonna be 26 year old uh, running back and then he's like hey I'd like to sign you long <laughs> when Chase Edmonds ran for like three touchdowns and 180 yards in the one game he started I mean these teams are crazy all's well that ends well right I guess and uh, not that he's uh, anyone I'm interested, but I I loved watching watching uh, Malcolm Perry, Navy. He was like their quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he he went. Uh, I was I was glad to see him get drafted, seventh round to he, the Dolphins. Did go to Dolphins? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I saw the Dolphins were really building out the team. They took a long snapper in round six. I'm like, wow, they're going some <laughs> yeah. deep rebuild. Gotta get that long snapper in place. Yeah, yeah. Not that he's uh, fantasy re- relevant, but I I enjoyed watching him watching him yeah. play. And uh, uh, Raymond Calias for the oh, Buccaneers, for Tampa Bay. yeah. Louisiana, my raging Cajuns, the raging Cajuns. Always, always cover. Yep. He'll be a name that'll, you know, you'll hear people talk about just because it's the. But he did run a four four two forty. Yeah. Yeah. Did not do much. I think his best year was 800 yards rushing. This could be it for him. 10, 10 catches. I won't be surprised if he ends up at the RB2 on the team in front of Ronald Jones. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He was someone said, I pick. saw on Twitter, someone said that Keyshawn Vaughn is uh, Ronald Jones' dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like two two months older than him or something, but, he, but Jones has been in the league for two years. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah, not much. Uh, I don't think there's much else uh, besides uh, the people we talked about. What about uh, John Hightower in Philly? Can we talk about him? I don't think so. I I don't even know if I caught that pick. Was uh, he a seventh rounder? Uh, he was a fifth fifth rounder. No, we we missed over. We skipped over that. He's a fifth rounder. That's what happens when you're a day three wide receiver. I skip over you. Um, yeah, nice nice athletic pro. They're best comparable to Darius Slayton on player profiler, 6'2", 189, a little skinny, but um, 
uh, no breakout age. Always got to like that. Um, oh, again, they don't have an age for him. I don't know what's up with this. His best season, 2019, 950, 943 yards and eight touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, he's an athletic dude. Yeah, Boise State, uh, 18.5 yards per reception, which is good. So, downfield player. That the, the, the Eagles took a lot of wide receivers. Yeah. A lot of dudes with speed, man. Hey, if you're gonna, if you were the the receivers there playing last year at the end of the year, literally dudes that they saw playing in the park, and they're like, "Come play wide receiver for us." Then, and one of them was JJ Arcega Whiteside. He was yeah. playing in the park, and they were like, "Yeah, you can come play." And he's like, "No, you drafted me <laughs> yeah. over DK Metcalf." Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that's uh, that's interesting. And like I said, we'll go through positionally how we how we rank everyone uh, i think there seems to be a consensus forming around a lot of the a lot of the players which makes sense it might be a little different here or there but man first round clyde edwards alaire jonathan taylor just a great draft i think right now the biggest buy is if you can get them rookie picks yeah i agree especially especially man if you're in a super flex and you can get a top seven rookie pick yeah value is oh, gonna man. fall yeah. When uh, we didn't t- really talk about the quarterbacks, but you, what, how do you feel about Herbert? Um, you know, you know, I didn't really love watching him play. I didn't think that he really had the ability to throw guys open. Um, you know, hate to hate to do that easy compare thing, but reminded me a lot of Mariota from the standpoint of he's athletic, moves around the pocket pretty well, but uh, you just you don't see him throw with the confidence that you have to throw with in the NFL to hit spots in the field not open receivers and that scares the crap out of me um because we see that all the time and also i was reading some really disturbing statistics about his uh intermediary throw accuracy Hmm. that was pretty frightening um but yeah i don't know good spot for him i guess some good weapons there but uh i don't know what do you think about it uh i think eventually i don't know it depends on Let's see if they have May. You don't have to be a great quarterback to be a great fantasy quarterback. Is, no. is his ceiling Josh Allen? Sure. So if yeah. he's Josh Allen, then I'm pretty happy with him if I get him at the end of the first in a super flex, I mean. Yeah, he's picked 10 in a super flex. It's really that decision. Do you want Justin Jefferson, Jalen Rager, or do you go Justin Herbert? They're all really close in ADP. Yep. Uh after the, I think you got to go Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb above him and his super flex. I don't know. Then after that, it's kind of tough. I think I still go Jefferson, Rager, Vaughn, and then he'd go. He'd he'd be ahead of Rugs for me, and then that next he'd be in that tier. So depends yeah, on I your mean, team I, need. Just from watching them and looking at the profiles, I, I just I feel like Herbert had the most bust risk of all of them. Yeah. Um, and at ten, and 10, that scares me, but I was super happy to see Tua land at five. Um, especially to the dolphins who seem like they're getting the stuff together. Uh, I don't know. I love Burroughs. I just, uh, I love that he's going to the Bengals. I hope that he can turn that team around. Um, I hate watching teams be bad for so long. Um, stinks that hurts went in the second round. I, I liked it was fun to see like super annoyed Eagles fans yeah. getting really mad at that pick. But, um, you know, I really wanted him to go somewhere. I don't know, like Vegas in the second round 
And then I could put him over Herbert, and that could be kind of hot takey, but not in my opinion. But like, it's, I don't know. I mean, I, that's a tough spot to land behind Wentz, who just signed a huge contract. Yeah. I mean, has, he has a ton of guaranteed money in the next three seasons. He's only getting on the field if Wentz gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Which? <laughs> <Did you> say, <laughs> we shouldn't laugh about that, but no, um, no. Wait, and then are you interested in Eason at all? I mean, fourth rounds. No, I'm not. Rivers got on that one year deal. Like, I mean, if I was in a super flex and he lasted to like the late twenties or early thirties, but I don't think he's probably not lasting that long. Super flex. Hmm. I can look it up. I have it up right here. Hurts. Like, are you taking, are you taking East in a super flex? Are you taking Eason or are you taking, um, I don't know, Devin Duvernay. Well, they're actually Duvernay's 31 and Eason's 32 in a super flex ADP. I'm taking Duvernay. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather the bust uh, risk is the bust risk is like ninety nine percent for Eason. Yeah. I'd rather pick up Jacoby Brissett. Yep. You could probably trade that third rounder for him. Yeah. I don't I don't know. I I'm not interested. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah, but uh I guess that what what, what about uh of course the surprise, Jordan Love. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, is Aaron Rodgers on Packers in, in 2022? And do I even want Jordan Love if that's Aaron another, Rodgers isn't? That's another song. Well, I mean, the Packers historically have been so good at surrounding Aaron Rodgers with weapons yeah, right, that right. Love will just be ready to go. He's going to come in with all these wide receivers they got in this draft and really grow with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes no, sense. I mean, I I didn't like Jordan Love to begin with, but um, I mean, wow, Aaron Rodgers is such a baby too. Can you even imagine how this is going to make That's him act? So awkward in the quarterback room. Oh, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be yeah, it's going to be really bad. He'll bring him in and make him feel like he's part of his family, which we know he hates and doesn't talk to. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to treat you just like I would my parents. <laughs> <laughs> bad news. I hate them. <laughs> That sounds about right. Yep. You're going to get it all. We'll break it all down here. We'll have a a bunch of episodes on all the breakdowns. We'll we'll do a couple mock drafts, um, super flex, non super flex, and we'll have some fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try. Might bring in some, uh, some trade options for your trying to get, man, being able to get in the late first, early second and super flex, you're going to get a lot of value. Yeah. Absolutely. Looking at the ADP, getting Rager at 12. Vaughn at 13. So we'll see. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you're staying safe and staying sane. Most importantly, I think this uh, lockdown's messing with all of us, but we stand united and we're was excited to get a little reprieve from the draft. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate everybody listening. All right. Thanks.